Uh, hey there, this is James Pretty and Randy Hine. Yes, hello. We are in a car right now. Yes, we are. This is a little different. It's because we we're on a little road trip. We are. We we are, and I'm driving right now, so I'm I'm focused. I'm, yeah, but not <laughs> focused on the phone. Just so you know, I'm That's focused right. on the road. James uh, is holding. I am holding the phone. Randy's not touching it. Yeah, so being the law. That's right. Because we so, went over to Vancouver today. We did. Tell the people what we did today, James. So, uh, and actually, Jenny came with us. Jenny Hildebrand. Yeah. Um, came with me, and we met you at the restaurant. Uh, we were meeting with uh, a fellow, Ray. And how do you say his last name? Eldred. 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 Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he is an indigenous man. First Nations theologian. He teaches. Uh, he's a theologian. Teaches at uh, Vancouver School of Theology, mostly. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. And uh, we were talking to him about an exciting opportunity in uh, the new year yeah, that we hope to have. Hoping that you know, we were hoping for the spring, but it sounds like it's going to be the fall. But we're going to try to um, put together something conference-like, you know, where uh, guys like Ray and other people who have uh, self-identify as Christian, but also self-identify as as either First Nations or maybe even other people that have lived in the margins of of Christendom. Are, are experiencing their faith and, and how they're expressing their faith and how they're articulating it and 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 um, boy we have a lot to learn yeah yeah so we so maybe not um, just indigenous people but also other uh, points of view yeah uh, and uh, listening to and learning from yes. these people about our faith uh, what we yeah. So that's coming up. You'll hear more about that as we go. Well, and it's just, you know, the, the reason that this is on our radar is that, you know, there, there was a globalist named uh, Philip Jenkins, and he's just talking about uh, how the church is growing across the world right now. And and he made mention that um, sometimes, the you know, as, as Christendom is dying, as it's kind of coming undone, some of the best theology, some of the best articulation of faith is being written and lived and embodied in places that have been marginalized by Christendom. You know, so we're, we're finding good theology written in Africa and in Latin America, Central America, um, in Asia. But we have our own margins, right, James? Like sure. right, right here. Like we have people that have been living this Christian faith um, in, in ways in which the church actually kind of broke them or, or could have broken them. But they're finding Jesus and, and they're finding ways... Uh, to live faithfully in these days. And these are people that we just really need to be listening to. So anyhow, that's where we were today. Yeah, so we're just driving on our way back. So with that, we record this uh, quickly while we had a minute. Yeah. And uh, we were actually already on the ferry home. We were talking about uh, how great Sunday was. So talking yeah. about, so that was uh, what, uh, December 15th. It, it was 15th of December. And uh, we've just kind of continued our series through... Uh, you know, women in scripture. You know, we, we were looking at Mary today, uh, this last Sunday, and Liz Becker was 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 preaching. But even before that, we had a uh, Talia Martin gave us a, a wonderful painting that I think feels most like an icon of, of the paintings we've got so far. Yeah. It, it kind of had that iconic dimension and, and nature to it. Yeah, she even talked about that, that she was, you know, painting certain symbolism that was there and uh, it's, uh, there was, it's three-dimensional. There was... Uh, yeah, it was popping uh, off the canvas yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, like roses, but as she described, but, but they're paper roses. So there's this, this symbolism uh, 
and uh, yeah, it was beautiful. So we had all three paintings up so far. We'll and have another one. There this was an coming. icon there though of a cross and a sword that were part of the painting as well. And right. she was just saying that, you know, the sword does represent revolution. You know, that the, the Magnificat and everything that Mary was about was was signaling an old world dying and a new world coming on. And and uh, the Magnificat, you know, this wonderful poem slash song that Mary sings, really does talk about the toppling of empires. Yeah. And that you know this coming Messiah would would represent a new social reality. Um, so there is a sense of revolution, but the cross represents that it is a revolution of love, yeah. and it doesn't come by might. It, it comes through. Um, sorry, I was just looking over my shoulder there. As I, I don't <laughs> know if you're, you're hearing all this, but yeah. anyway, it, a bit shoulder check there while you're driving. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah but just the, the, that it really is a different kind of upside down kingdom and a different yeah. custom and a different way. This peaceable kingdom. You know that comes by way of sacrifice and love. So a wonderful, a wonderful yeah. painting. So both of these wonderful women helped us uh, pay attention to Mary as a wonderful woman of the Nativity, yeah. uh, Advent time. And you talk uh, a little bit rich. about the sermon because it, it, uh, it moved you to tears. It really did. Well, first, because I have a heart first, of stone, right? So <laughs> it doesn't move me to tears. Well, we were both laughing at yes. the beginning. Oh, yeah. Liz Becker did such a great job of kind of showing the kind of the humor. Uh, the humus yes. of uh, you know the all these sort of yes. mythologies about Mary and the Nativity right. and uh, oh it was like a stand-up act uh, imagining Mary you know and, uh, and there's a great line she goes Joseph you know you just had one thing you had one job <laughs> find us a place and this is your hometown like these are your people yeah. Not, nobody can put she us up Jagger's a Joseph yeah uh, probably had a coming yeah yeah so the shit one thing after another that. <laughs> Liz yeah. was pointing out. Yeah. So well, it's very funny. How, and how are iconic notions, you know, these paintings that we have, yeah. you know, well, there, there really is a very tidy and clean yeah. looking portrait of things. And yeah. Just not anywhere near. <laughs> yeah. Mary, uh, at, you know, seconds after giving birth is wearing this pristine white uh, robe, you know, yeah, on a beautiful a white pillow. Yes. Anyways. No goop, no placenta, yeah. no yeah. anything. So then, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, getting to the point of Mary being this icon of giving up control. Yeah, she said yes. Yes, yeah, she said yes. I love, she said how would yes. that? No, she, she, Liz said, uh, 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 "God uh, kind of asked permission." Yeah, consent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he waited for her consent, and uh, Mary said yes. Yeah. And that saying yes was an absolute giving up of control, yes. and that was another rant that Liz went on about how all of us want control yeah. and we seek control of our lives and faith is a lot about giving up control so well, and even embedded in that is this notion that we can attain control yeah that we can we think you know, we can do it yeah we and, try and to do it of course you know all of us fail even even at that that simple thing of control and so yeah. to abandon that to surrender to the life of faith um, I think is the call and and what a what a message and it, it yeah like it yeah. moved it moved you to tears it did so the yeah about halfway <laughs> through that up. I was moved to tears so I laughed I yeah. cried yeah and this and seeing Mary really in a new light uh, you know not this frail maybe she was a frail little woman little girl really who showed this absolute bravery this yes. boldness and some of the pictures there was one picture i i thought i thought it was beyonce i don't know I don't who that so, picture no. was no, it, was, it this, was it was this goddess looking woman yeah. with power yeah and i just started 
weeping that uh, yeah what beauty what power in in saying yes Yes. and giving up that control Mm -hmm. and saying yes to the risk of following God and letting Jesus be born in us. I that I was I was yeah. weeping. It was a beautiful yeah, morning. The, well, and, the music and part, part was of the, great. The, the the conversational time afterwards. Yep. People were actually disclosing some seasons and periods in their lives where they were feeling uh, a loss of control and the peace that they found when they surrendered. Yeah. That to God, and uh, that was also quite. Yeah. Quite beautiful and powerful. There was quite a long pause at the beginning, this <laughs> silence, and it was profound, I think. I was feeling, uh, she had these questions, them. and I'm yeah. still absorbing the message and and thinking about these questions, and yeah. I can't speak yet. I felt that in the room. Yeah. A lot of people were yeah. feeling that way. Yeah, I, I would interpret the silence in the same way. I think also the questions were quite, you know, uh, vulnerable yeah. questions, very yeah. personal questions. Yeah, hard to, hard to answer out loud. Yeah. Yeah. But then there were these brave people yeah. who started standing up and speaking out and uh, really proud of our community. Yeah. Hey, yeah. we also, not to, to change tracks here, derail yeah. things, but we also heard from Dave Hosey yeah. uh, coming back from uh, IJM. What a pleasant surprise. Yeah. He's been in the Philippines. Yep. And uh, this was an opportunity for him to stand up in front of our community and, and share um, a little bit of joy with us. Yeah, and speaking of joy, yeah. uh, I put it in our bulletin, the video he described about a young woman named Joy right. who was rescued uh, in uh, the Philippines yeah. and now is a spokesperson. Right. Another uh, wonderful, brave woman who is right. speaking and telling her story and helping other women get free. So. We, we have this wonderful statistical information that's coming through IJM saying that their work in countries is making a systemic change. Yeah, and, and those stats are, are wonderful and fantastic. But behind those statistics um, are stories like Joy's. Yeah. And uh, he was conveying some of that. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Yeah. Um, so thank you for putting on, on the, uh, the newsletter for, yeah. for all of us there, James. Yeah. Well, uh, it all ties together. We, were, we lit the candle of Joy. Yep. And we sang songs about Mary and songs about Joy. Mm. And... Yeah, it was good a, morning. Yeah, Emily led us in prayer, mm-hmm. and uh, the kids. Melinda read scripture. She's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She she did a mix of versions. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was mostly from uh, Eugene Peterson's the, the message, but she <laughs> made some changes because uh, uh, yeah, because she, she's an editor. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that was a great morning, yep. and. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. So actually, uh, if people are hearing this, it'll probably come out Thursday. And uh, uh, that tonight is our uh, uh, the uh, longest night or darkest night service. So that's right. happening Thursday, December nineteenth at Saint Matthias. Where and, and some people might there. be a little bit uh, unaware of what a longest night service is. So I think you know, for this time of year, it's not always the easiest time of year. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of revelry. There's a lot of mirth. There's a lot of uh, family stuff that feels good and warm for many people. Yeah. But if those things aren't your world right now, if that's yeah. not your reality, it can be a very, very challenging and, and even a hard time. Yeah. And, and some people are experiencing loss at this time of year as yeah, well. And yeah. so this is a, uh, a service that really names that. And we yeah. come together in a safe circle yep. 
where we name these things together, we pray through them together, we enact our, our yep. sadness together. Yep. And hold our own and other people's grief yes. for this time. So even if you're somebody that's not necessarily um, experiencing grief, especially, yep. uh, you can be part of the service to be helping others hold their grief. Yep. Uh, we do it together. Mm -hmm. It's part of our life together. So it's a very special time. And it can be so, so healing. And if you... If you're hearing this and it's already after the December 19th, then uh, you missed it, but it's going to come around again. And uh, yeah. yeah, if you feel like, oh, I should have been there. Gee, I need that. Well, then get together with somebody yeah. and pray through it. That's mm -hmm. part of what we uh, get to do. And of course, you know we have church again on, uh, next Sunday, and and um, yeah, Sunday comes around almost every week. A Amy, Amy's going to be speaking yeah. from from the perspective of Anna. I think she's right. going to be yep. uh, bringing witness to that, bearing witness to that message. And then yep. we have our Christmas Eve services on the twenty fourth. Yeah, so four o'clock for families. Uh, it's real kid, kitty centric, very fun, and uh, rehearse the. Uh, the nativity scene, uh, right. Jesus' birth, and we sing. It's great. Colin McTaggart's going to be doing music, and uh, then eleven o'clock we have our uh, regular time. Very special uh, uh, time with uh, with candlelight and ending with communion, uh, and um, yeah, right at midnight. All right. So, yeah. so there we have it. Well, thanks, Randy. All right. And and uh, we have been driving without incidents so <laughs> so far. <laughs> let's let's stop now, and you okay. can concentrate on the road. All right. <laughs>